you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for joining us. It's the Friday edition of Airing the Addisons, and Mm so we're excited. Um, I think we had an abbreviated week. Yes, we did. We did. It started on Tuesday. Um, But nevertheless, it was Muse Day, started on Muse Day. And uh, but here we are, and as promised, we're going to open the phone lines um, up straight away. (laughs) Uh, Look, okay, here's the number, 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. You've got questions, you've got comments. Uh, There are things that you listen to us talk about on the show and you're like, man, if I could ever get through, here's what I'd ask or here's what I'd say. And and you just feel like it's never going to be, it's never going to be your time. This is it. (laughs) We just turned the show into a musical. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I won't. Um, Anyways, um. 888-589-8840. You can call in and uh, talk with us about whatever you'd like. If we've heard of it, if we've um, familiarized ourselves with it as a current event, we'll comment on it. If we're not familiar with it, if we can't speak intelligently to it, then we won't. Mm -hmm. Let's not embarrass any of us. Right? Right. We just won't do that. Especially me. So anyways, especially me. No. (laughs) Oh, no, no. No. Because you enjoy, my friend, the luxury of what we say in New Orleans, chilling in the cut. (laughs) Chilling in the cut. You can no because people have come to expect that when <laughs> when when Master Will has something deep and profound to present, then he will speak it out, and no, so you not. you can just you can chill for a second and nobody's going to go. Not on Wednesdays. There might be somebody want to just tell well, those but Wednesdays it's apart. Friday though, dear. But I'm saying it's they Friday. might. But they may want to speak to the Wednesday lesson. Oh no, no, that's true. And yeah, that's say, right. Oh, well, and, when you said, uh, and so then yeah. I get to chill in the cut. yeah yeah no you're right that is an excellent point that you're making um whatever whatever it is however it turns out man you know it's so interesting so we're watching our kids just grow up right in front of our eyes and anybody who's uh kind of already been at our place and you've watched your kids grow up maybe you're um watching your grandkids grow up Mm -hmm. uh humor me for a second you know when your kids get to a place where you start having these actual conversations with them where they begin um, statements or they they start a phrase with with um with words like be that as it may be that as it may i was talking to mariah the other day she said that oh my goodness i i i, I paused for <laughs> Wait, a second what? i i know you you feel exactly what i felt i cannot remember what we were talking about but i remember that i brought like um some different insight or something it was it was like a like I didn't agree 100% or I can't remember what it was. And I wish, and at the moment you think you're going to remember this forever and you just can't. And so um, anyway, I said something that was, um, it was, a, a it was, I, I differed from her and I can't remember how. And she said, be that as it may. Wow. I don't we, know if I ever said that. Men, like, and just got with everything communication. Be that. You know, I, I, look, I, no, I blame master books and apologetics in them. <laughs> 
he's like, they're people. He, he's responsible. Mm-hmm. Apologetics. I blame him. Yeah. Um, I know I didn't I didn't communicate like that. And so I couldn't even continue listening to her because I thought, <laughs> man, we have really turned a corner that my kid is saying to me, be that as it may mm-hmm. be that as it may. No, I was guilty growing up of speaking in King James because it was all I heard. Well, come on. Like what? You Give me an example. You spoke in King James. Because what Bible <laughs> passages did, did no, you quote? In everyday life, though? Like just no. well, what I'm do saying it now. Like I didn't well, talk no, like no, that. No, no, no. I said, mean in Because regard, we're talking about in real life, like Mariah said that, right? Yes, that's true. Please. She was not quoting a Bible passage. But what I'm saying is as the closest we ever got to that was referring to Bible passages, which we only memorized in King James. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's all. No, I didn't walk around no quoting Shakespeare to be, I didn't talk like wherefore. No, I didn't do that. <laughs> but, but we didn't, there was no other version of the Bible. I, didn't, I, I wasn't about. introduced to a different version of the Bible until college. Yeah. I agree. And I know some of our listeners are like, see, and that's your problem right there. <laughs> Went off to so university. Which, which version were you uh, introduced NIV, to? Yep, New International Version. <laughs> NIV. Yep. And I was like, man, this is this is quite different. <laughs> and um, but then it became my Bible for a long time. And um, and I, you know, I then I began to memorize everything in NIV and mm-hmm. and and then I went to New King James and mm-hmm. then I went to ESV. Yep. But let me just say something real quick and then we'll go to the phone lines here. I am. Here's what um, people need to know about me. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. I have many quirks that, you know, when I stop and think about those quirks, I do feel a little bit like... Um, you know, that's kind of weird if people really knew that. So, <laughs> so I, so the, I'm, I am, I love, I love my Bible. Right. And I, I work hard to make my Bible my own. Like, you know, as I read through it, I just, when I, when I try to remember where a particular passage is, mm-hmm. I feel like I can see which side of the page it's on, where it falls, you know, like right, that. You right. just, it's, yeah, and so over the years, whenever I have had to change Bibles, now listen, people, I have gone through and tried to use like the same color pens that I underlined in the old Bible with. I tried to carry over the notes and the margins because I didn't want to lose all of that. Like it, that's, that's me experiencing my Bible. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I used to do that um, probably until we had the first kid. Then it's like, <laughs> I don't have, to, it's like sweet brown. Anybody got time for that? <laughs> all right. Um, I don't think I said this. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sherry B and J-Mac are on tap helping us navigate the show. It's our gumbo show. We do a little bit of a lighter show. Everything goes into the pot. And you are a huge part of the Friday edition of Aaron the Addisons. Um, uh, We share a little bit more of our background quirkiness. We'll talk to you and maybe you'll share some of yours (laughs) as well. All right. Well, the great. Where do we go first? All right. We go to Lisa in Tennessee. Hi, Lisa. Hi. How are you? Great. Hello. Oh, and I'm just having to tell you, I love listening to you guys. I drive a truck, and I listen to you as much as I can. If, I'm, if I notice the clock <laughs> and I can get to you, I'm listening to you. Awesome. I love oh, you guys. Thank I think you. you're awesome. God bless and you, Lisa. Just one other thing, what you just said about knowing about you and putting little marks in your Bible. <laughs> Mine, yes. I do it the same way, but I also I have my little Bible at home, and then I have my mama. My mama passed away in 
excuse me. And I have her Bible, all her notes, too. Mm. Oh, wow. To them. Oh, my so goodness. I love wow. that Bible. Yes. So anyway, but my question was, have you heard about the universities and the, the pro-life movement out there and them investigating in California, I think it's San Francisco, where they're actually, they got proof that they're actually using the baby parts and most especially their reproductive organs that they're removing from babies aborted alive? No, Lisa, I haven't, I haven't heard about this. I haven't, I haven't heard about this. um, Well, Uh, the specific aspect that you just shared. I heard and I'm just bawling about it because it just tears my heart up. Um, My daughter, she's a teacher. She Mm -hmm. has left public school teaching that last year was her last. She's going to a Christian school now um, because she said, I just, I refuse. I will not teach this critical race theory. I will Mm -hmm. not teach this, period. She said, I'm not having no part of it. So Mm -hmm. she has went to a Christian school and my granddaughter is going to a Christian school. Also, my point is, you know, she wanted a house full of kids. She said, I want at least five. Mm -hmm. Well, she was only able to have Talia, one. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm sure there's a reason. But what I'm saying, too, is all these people having these abortions and what can we do? Because the mainstream media will not report it. I know you guys do, but us layman people here out on the on the truck and, and just mm-hmm. in general, how can we make the general public more informed about yeah. the abortion issues? Well, Lisa, I think you've touched Thank on you, something Lisa. really important. Thank you so much for calling. And one of the one of the things that we have to do is exactly what you just did. Yeah. Are you aware of this information? Yeah. Do, do you know that this is going on? And I think maybe in some ways we underestimate the power of communicating that one to another. That there is there is strength in revealing this information um, just in common everyday conversation because there's right. so much that even just now like that we learn about from right. each other because we're sharing that information. It doesn't always have to be that we expect the national news media to take the lead, which we know in some instances right, they won't. They're on, not going to do it on certain stories in particular. You know, they're not going to come out and, and expose this and that. You won't find it. So I think we, like you're saying, we have to be the ones to say, did you see this? Have you heard about this? Maybe you want to look into this and Mm -hmm. help to educate people about what's happening. And don't underestimate the power of sending people links. Like we, our listeners, you guys send us links all the time. And and some of it, you know, you don't even go into a lot of detail. It's like, have you seen this? And and you know what we'll do with it. So (laughs) you know that you don't need to go into a whole lot of detail. I mean, just to send us the link and send us the information. And then um, may the Lord help us to be faithful uh, to communicate that to the body of Christ. So, yeah, what we're doing right now is is really important. It it makes a difference and is significant, Lisa. So um, thank you for calling. All right. Let's go back to the phone lines. 888 589-8840, 888-589-8840. 589-8840, Will the Great, where do we go? Let's go to Darius in North Carolina. Hi, Darius. Hello. How are y'all doing? Hello. Doing good. You're kind of muffled, though. Um, are you on the headset or? Uh, okay. That's okay. It sounds like it might be an Android. Stop that. Stop I'm it. sorry. It sounds like you might be on. Oh, is that, the hate are you, is real. Are you using an Android, brother? Is that what it Don't is? Don't tell her. Okay. I just. I don't have an Android. Okay. Go right ahead. Um, go ahead. 
I got a question about uh, women pastors. Are they or are they not biblical? Women pastors. Are they biblical or not biblical? Is that what you said? Yes, sir. Okay. That's a great question. And I would say biblical or are are they biblical or not? I would say no. I would I would say I I can't find anywhere in the scripture where the uh presiding pastor or the senior pastor or whatever you want to call is 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 you know a woman. If you look in um the criteria in Timothy, you know, it talks about what it means to be uh an elder. And so I know there's different opinions on that. I, I believe that women definitely can minister. Right. You know, Miki ministers. But there's a difference between being a, a pastor over a church and, you know, someone who it used in ministry to teach and things like that. So if you want a cut and dry answer, and that's kind of what <laughs> I usually give, I would say, <laughs> I would say no, it's not biblical. And if you, if anyone has a scripture to show me where that is biblical, you know, I haven't seen it. So yeah, Mickey, you I think all, all we all we can do, and 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 listen. The reason I took a deep breath is because I understand <clears throat> that whenever you go to the Word of God, and you have a history, or one, not you, but one has a history of tradition. Sometimes we have allowed tradition to shape what the word of God says versus the word of God shaping our tradition, which Mm -hmm. we should never do. Um, In fact, I was listening to, I was listening to an interview, a compelled interview, shout out to Paul Hastings and his podcast compelled. And he was interviewing a, um, a Jew who converted to Christianity. And I was listening to this man's testimony and he was talking about the Talmud and he was talking about how, um, you know, well beyond what would be the law that God gave to Jewish people mm-hmm. would be the laws that have become laws because they were tradition long enough. And that there is mm. the Jewish belief that if a tradition is held or practiced long enough, it becomes law. Mm. And that just struck me. And I wow. thought, wow, you know, it, there's something to be said, even in the context of Christianity, that we don't realize it, but we have done things for so long that um you know it it becomes god approved just because we've done it yeah and so i want to pick up with this on the other side of the break and you know look we can go to the straight the phone edge. lines are we'll mm-hmm. go to the straight edge yeah. okay and the phone lines are open to hear back from you 888-589-8840 um but we'll pick up on the other side of the break and um, finish answering our brother darius's question aaron the addison's american family radio we'll be right back
Welcome back to Aaron Lee Addison's on American Family Radio. See, this is what happens when you just say, hey, whatever questions you guys have, you just... <clears throat> well, we like, could have just said pertaining to the show this week. <clears throat> <clears throat> you're the one that want to open things up all wide I'm and I'm sorry. Stuff. <laughs> you're, you're, you're right. That's that's why I'm supposed to <clears throat> learn quietly and all submission. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay, so listen. <laughs> so our brother Darius... Uh, from North Carolina, just asked if uh, women, if it was biblical for a woman to to pastor, and pastor, and here's specifically. To, to, to specifically to pastor, mm-hmm. and so the question is whether or not it's biblical for a woman to oversee a church or to lead a church. Right. Uh, I think that's what he's asking. I don't think that anyone would argue over the ministry of women right. to other women. I don't think that anyone would argue over women serving and being called of the Lord mm-hmm. um, in missions and, and all kinds of ministries and, and the founding and the starting of ministries. Um, we see this in the scriptures and then we see this um, in the early church. So the Lord has entrusted ministry to women. Yes. However, when you look at the scriptures now, this is look, and this is what I always tell our kids um, as I try to train them to, um, to trust the word of God and to lean on the word of God fully. I ask them a question and I say, now, listen, the Holy spirit indwells you. If you were to read this alone on a deserted Island, what is it that you would understand of this particular passage, reading it in context, right? If you're reading it from beginning to end, you're reading it in context. What would you understand? Even having not darkened the door of a seminary, what is it that you would understand? And that is very important because you have to understand that the scriptures have one author. Mm. And we likewise have to understand that that author intends to be understood. (laughs) Like the the Lord is not playing catch me if you can when we read the Bible. Like, oh, you think you know? No, you know, got to be quicker than that. that. No, (laughs) the Lord wants us to know him and he wants us to know what he requires of us. And the only reason that this becomes such an issue is because I understand that there are various denominations and people from various denominations listening to this program. And you don't necessarily come to us for um your doctrine right Right. like you come for us or you come for us you come to us (laughs) some may may come for us some some do come for us um (laughs) different preposition (laughs) um you you come because you want us to filter cultural issues through a biblical lens which i would argue that the role of women in the body of christ Mm -hmm. is actually a cultural issue Mm. and i have i have shied away from it for a while here because there have been some uh, current events that have happened that oh, I just thought, oh, it's so difficult to tackle that without <laughs> sounding abrasive. Um, but look at what the word of God says, right? So when you look at, and, and um, Will the Great mentioned Paul's letter to Timothy. First Timothy, yeah. First Timothy, uh, chapter three, mm-hmm. the qualifications for an overseer, the qualifications for a deacon. Um, the Bible is very clear that the expectation is that these would be men even down to how their houses, how their homes are to be governed, Mm -hmm. um, that this would be an indication of whether or not they'd be fit to care for the house of God. So there's a parallel there um, that, you know, this context of understanding the home. And so if somebody would say, well, yeah, a woman could lead a church Mm-hmm. And but then also she submits to her husband at home. You would break the continuity of the scripture, mm. which actually shows the connection between how a man governs his home and how that man would govern the house of God. Mm. And so there's a continuity that is expected to be understood that you, you would have to break it up a little bit um, 
which I would advise against when it comes to reading the word of God. Yeah. Um, because the Lord intends to be understood. Amen. Um, if you look at, if you look at chapter two, so you back up a little bit further in first Timothy, you look at chapter two, where the apostle Paul is talking about how men should pray, lifting up holy hands without anger. Mm-hmm. Also that women should adorn themselves respectfully are respectable with a respectable apparel with modesty and self-control. And then the apostle Paul gives guidelines for how women are to behave in the church, right? That a woman is not to have authority over a man, but that she is to remain quiet. Now this does not mean that women cannot speak in church. What is the apostle Paul saying that a woman cannot usurp authority over a man operating in a leadership capacity where a man is submitting to her. Now, some people may think that this, this doesn't really matter, but I would argue that because we have moved away from this in the context of the church and we've done it for a long time. And I'm trying to say this as lovingly and humbly as I can, we actually see the effects of this in our culture. Mm. It is is actually caused a breakdown in the church and, and it's difficult um, and a breakdown in the culture and a breakdown in the family. So maybe I should say that in reverse. So because it's broken down in the church, <clears throat> excuse me, we've seen a breakdown in the family and then a breakdown in culture. Whenever we begin to move away from God's standard and sort of start making things up and saying, well, in this case, in that case, um, rather than erring and trying to be on the side of the word, getting us cl- and that's why we say we try to get as close as we can. You know, no one's claiming perfection, but where the Bible appears to be clear, right? Yeah. Um, I think we are tasked with getting as close to that as we can. And um, I don't know, Will the Great, if you would add anything to that, um, but certainly you're welcome to. No, not, I think, you know, we just have to take a look at the scripture. And and I know some things may not jive with what our cultural traditions are, but we always have to lean back on the word of God. And that's all I'm yeah. going to say about that. And that that's concerning any issue and it's not yeah. always easy. <laughs> but, and and let know. me say this too. I think so often and and we've encountered this conversation a lot on the show especially because of the way we operate as we look at the culture because I am more outspoken um and I do a lot of the talking most people say lots most of the talking. <laughs> um so so people have perceived this to be a church. This is not a church. <laughs> right. I'm sorry, I don't know why I got ghetto fabulous there. <laughs> this is a radio program. <laughs> and and so when a man a calls into this show a man calls into this show and I disagree with him. I am going to disagree with him, not feeling like I need to ask permission to do that. And let me tell you why, because the Bible does not call me to submit to men, period. Come on. The Bible calls me to submit to my man. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, my, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, so, and, and let me give you a biblical defense for that. Right. So if a man calls into this program and he challenges something that I say and I disagree with him or he has an inaccurate view of scripture, I am not going to keep quiet because I'm a woman, just like Priscilla and Aquila didn't keep quiet when they realized that Apollos needed to be shown the more excellent way. Mm. So there they are. They're watching him and he's this great communicator Mm -hmm. and they pull him aside and they're like, hold on a second. There's some things that they pulled him aside together. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hold on, there's some things that you're missing here. Mm-hmm. And they were able to instruct him. So the Bible, man, if, if we would if we would read the book, the Lord wants us to know him. Amen. He wants us to know his ways. He wants us to know who he is. And so the reason we don't 
know him is because we read bits and pieces. We take things out of context. We'll read just a passage a day to keep the enemy at bay. And then, you know what I mean? (laughs) We feel like that's enough. But I'm telling you, if you read through the scriptures, studying the scriptures, and you come to the word of God, asking the Lord to reveal himself to you, he will teach you things. There are things, and then we'll go back to the phone lines. Mm -hmm. There are things that Will the Great and I both grew up believing because that is what we were taught and that was our tradition. Right. And when we started reading the word of God, And reading it and saying, Lord, you know, (laughs) hold up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. This is not what we have been taught. We have a moment that kind of gets suspended in time. And each of us, if, you know, you've lived long enough or you've been churched long enough, you have a moment where what you've been taught slams up against what's written in the word. Mm. Unfortunately for too many Christians, what you've been taught wins. You're like, nah, that's my tradition. I'm not giving that up. Right. I would challenge every believer that when you go to the word and you read something, you're like, wait a minute, that's not what that passage is saying. But I've always been taught that it says this. And you're like, but it's clear that that's not saying that Mm -hmm. the word must win. In fact, the word does win. The question is whether or not you're going to benefit from that win. The the word does win. Um, All right. Let's go back to the phone lines. 888-589-8840. Will the Great, where do we go? Let's go to Billy in Tennessee. Hi, Billy. Hey. Hello. 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 Can you hear me? Yes. We can. Oh, God bless y'all. I love y'all so much. God bless I you. Look, if, if I'm not working and I'm not doing stuff, take care of my home and family, I'm listening to y'all. Oh, Anything God bless you, brother. I look, I look forward to it. Um, I have a real quick uh, it's kind of a story, and I'm not complaining on the first part of it, but it's important that I tell you what happened. And then it's a, it's actually a, a, a really short testimony about faith and forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, there was a homeless man. I'll make it real short. This homeless man, he lived in his, in his SUV truck or whatever at a grocery store parking lot. Now, from what I understand now that I've done some research, he's been there a couple of years, mm-hmm. but he also takes care of a storage facility down here in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> anyway, uh, I came out, I, I was working part-time at a grocery store, and I come out, and he asked me if I had jumper cables, if I could jump him off. And I jumped him off, charged his truck up, had a little fellowship with him. And he mm-hmm. was telling me that he... His wife turned this kid, he's about 65, I think he said, and he'd had a heart attack, but he mows grass and he takes care of a storage facility. And I said, I tell you what, man, why don't you just, uh, we'll get you, your your truck jumped off, bought in my house, we'll put it on the charger, and then we'll go get your mower, you can come cut my grass. Mm-hmm. And I gave him a job every two weeks to come cut my grass. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'll end it pretty quickly, but he had a, he had a, a Suburban and it was the same truck that I have. And he was selling it for $500. I, I thought, you know, I could do some mechanic work for him. He wanted a radiator put on his truck and all this stuff. So I'm, I'll end this part of the story. It might make a long story short. Part of our agreement was that he wanted a deck put on his 16-foot trailer. And I told him I used to work at a lumber yard, just delivered, delivered the lumber. I get it real cheap to return lumber. So... Um, he gave me the code, his code to get into the gate to the storage facility and told, told him, told me that he would have the manager, uh, let her know that I'll be coming in to do that. 
and I was going to put a radiator on a pickup truck for him. And I said, you know, I wasn't really looking for a parts truck, but I'll do that. But I'll end that part of the story. Well, he was supposed to come over and cut my grass, and I was going to get the lumber and load it on his trailer frame and bring it back here while he was cutting my grass and putting the deck on it. Well, the next day I brought it here. The next day uh, the detective showed up and questioned me, and then the oh, next boy. night I told him what happened. The next night they arrested me. Hmm. But here's oh. the good news. Hey, yes, sir. Here's the good news. I didn't get angry. The off- arresting officer was totally respectful. The people in the in the jail, I told them what happened. They were totally respectful. I sat in a in a by myself in the holding cell all night. Hmm. I, I don't have any criminal history or anything. I sat there. I didn't wow. get angry, and I prayed. And I thought about you all and a lot of things that I've learned from you all. And it was so awesome. Mm. What a feeling. And I'm telling you, thank God for you all. Because oh, I've Billy. learned so you, you You not only have a program, you have, you have an educational program that is worth millions of times over than any Harvard education. So I'm going to leave it at that. I didn't get angry. Wow. And I forgave everyone. As a matter of fact, the guy that that called the police and accused me of stealing his trailer uh, called me and apologized to me, and mm. I talked to the manager at the storage place, and she said it was a misunderstanding, wow. and she believes that he has cognitive issues. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Billy, that. (laughs) Wow. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Yeah. God bless you. I I found myself just kind of holding my breath there at a few few. Like, that's just so unbelievable. You know, that's uh, one of those moments where it'll make you question, you know, our directives to really help people, you know, and and to come to their aid like that's just. Wow. But, you know, glory to God. And I, I appreciate you sharing what an encouragement to us wow. to know that we play any part in encouraging Praise you God. and helping you get through something like that. Wow. Yeah. Billy, yeah. God bless you. Yeah. All right. Let's go back to the phone lines. 888-589-8840. Will the great. Let's go to Elvin in Mississippi. Hi, Elvin. Hey, guys. Uh, Hello. This is Alvin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, I want to just say, um, you know, well, I've heard your kids on the radio, and it's obvious how how bright they are. Uh, you know, when you can tell just from that that they got good home training, and it's one of the things I appreciate about you two the most. Um, I won't go uh, too far into my situation, but maybe you can help by answering it kind of as a hypothetical. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, if one of your kids, you know, turned away from mm-hmm. the faith, disbelieved, and you know, had had problems that apologetics couldn't solve and mm. said it all came down to faith. Tried said they tried to have it but couldn't have it. And they didn't want to talk about it any further. Mm. But they wanted to have a good relationship with you. How would you approach that relationship and reconcile it? Mm. That's a great oh, question. That is a great Thank question. You, so so um I'll start and will the great you just you know jump in at, at however you want. Yeah. First of all, I think it's so important for us as parents to recognize that a kid who is um searching, who is trying to understand and can articulate that um and yet is still open to receiving from us that's totally different 
from a kid that is rebellious and shut down and disrespectful and right. trying to um, influence other people in, a, in the family. That's, that's right. a different right. type of situation. And so what I would say just quickly as we go to break here is I would minister to my child. Mm. I would go the distance with my child. As long as a child is willing to have relationship and listen and be ministered to, that is ministry. We would do that with someone in the church. Mm-hmm. We would do that with someone down at a, at, at a local hall. We would we would do those things. And so we must do those things with our children. We may elaborate a little bit more when we get back. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. Uh, it's the Gumbo Show, 888-589-8840. Okay, I picked up my phone and heard that everybody liked me. God hit my line and said, it's a scam, likely. All of my DM like you know you always got me God sent a message like It's a scam likely Welcome back to Aaron the Addison on American Family Radio. That's uh, that's actually currently an Addison favorite right now. That's a Nathaniel. That's oh. a Nathaniel specifically. That is a Nathaniel favorite right now. Um, but so rich is its message, right? Like you Man. think about that. Everybody likes me. People gassing oh, you up, but it's, it's, it's a scam. A scam, likely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I man, these people oh, are so man. creative, so yeah, creative. Yeah, um, yeah. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's the Friday edition um, mm-hmm. on American Family Radio. I'm Miki and I'm Will, and that was Tori Deshawn with Scam Likely. Um, really excited to announce AFA at the core, um, mm. uh, kicking off in the one hour slot uh, just before this program starting on Monday. Uh, so excited! Walker Wildman is going to be tackling all of the issues that are near and dear to the American Family Association, um, talking about evangelism and discipleship, marriage and family, morality Mm. and the sanctity of human life, uh, stewardship and religious liberty, to name a few. And so I encourage you to check that out um, just before Aaron the Addison. So that's one central standard time. Mm -hmm. Um, AFA at the core, hosted by our own Walker Wildman, vice president of operations and public policy analyst. So make sure you check that out. Will the Great, as I understand it, we yeah. have a bank full of calls. So yeah. I'm going to try to go through them yeah. as quickly as we possibly can. Where should we go first? Let me just say, before we go, oh, no, go the right last ahead. caller yes. I would say, with that scenario that he posed, I, yeah. I would do exactly what you said, Miki. I would, if they're open and they're they're willing and, you know, and they're not being hostile and, and trying to, yes. you know, uh, manipulate other folks in the family and stuff like that, you know, I would say, that we we try to abide with him and, and minister to him, you know, and uh, and man, don't sleep on the power of prayer. Amen. You know? Oh, I amen. was thinking about that today, and I and I, I'm constantly convicted because I'm I'm like, man, prayer is what it is. If amen. I truly believe that, man, you should have to pull me away from praying. Oh, you know? that's so true. And so, so I think as believers, we kind of uh, sleep on the power of prayer, and we shouldn't. So. One other thing, too, to your point, every time you say something, j- just jog my memory. But <laughs> sorry, it, the, no, it's I know. I'm sorry. Just real quick. Mm-hmm. The Bible is very specific about how we deal with people in specific scenarios. Now, that's right. what I mean about right. that is that it's it's not going to give your exact here is you're going to find your kid in the Bible, per se. But you will find the category that your kid fits in. Mm-hmm. So the questions that we ask ourselves when we approach situations like this, we say, first and foremost, are we dealing with a believer or a non-believer? 
So it's like a computer. It's like a computer program that deals in zeros and ones. And it's like, if this, then this, right. the Bible does that for us. Right. So if you're dealing with a believer, then you have this set of parameters that you must That's employ. True. That's true. If you're dealing with a non-believer, you have this set of parameters that you must That's employ. True. And so if we look at the Bible that way and we, we apply that to our lives, it'll help us navigate. It, it doesn't change. Um, some of the stuff doesn't change just because it's your kid. Right. Right. That's, you understand? that's important and, to consider because we can <sighs> give a little bit because, oh, I, you know, but right. man, that, that we got to line up as, as, at the word of God. You know, that's we can't exactly we right. can't add anything extra because it's our family. Mm-hmm. And that's the hard part. That's the hard yep. part. But, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, the great. Where do we go? All right. Let's go to Stacy in Arkansas. Hi, Stacy. Hey guys, I appreciate you taking my call. Mm-hmm. God bless you. I get straight. I get straight to the point. Uh, in reference to Romans, the latter part of Romans fourteen, in referencing uh, foods forbidden uh, that were forbidden under the under the law, and that putting a stumbling block in front of a weaker brother. Mm-hmm. You follow me? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. A situation developed where a mature Christian. And, and he had been a Christian for years, introduced two young, young in the faith. And mm-hmm. I mean, one hadn't been a Christian a month, uh-huh. the other one, maybe a year or two. And they both had shady backgrounds. And I'll just leave it at that mm-hmm. as far as the background goes. Okay. These two individuals wind up getting married. Neither one had a job. One was living with their parents. The other one was living with the the mature Christian that I just mentioned that introduced them. Now, she wasn't related to them. She just found herself in the situation pretty much homeless. But anyway, those two wind up getting married. And of course, the marriage fell apart in four months. Mm. Wind up getting divorced, you know. Three or four months later, mm-hmm. but parallel that to the latter part of Romans 14, that mature Christian is culpable, has some responsibility in that marriage in introducing them, knowing everything that I just said. He knew all of that. You mm-hmm. know, he knew their background and everything. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that he knew that they would get married. Mm-hmm. But he had some responsibility in that situation. What's your take on that? All right. Thank you, Stacy. Okay. Yeah. I'm not, I, I will just tell you, I'm not sure I exactly followed all of the details. I, I, so I'm not sure that I understood perfectly what you were communicating, but I think I got the gist of what you're communicating. And, and, and basically what you're saying is, is the person responsible for introducing the two, mature Christian, is, the mature Christian introducing two new believers mm-hmm. who eventually got married, but they were not ready to be married. Wow. Mm. I, I don't know that Romans chapter 14 is to be employed here in, in this particular context. Now, I, w- I think it would be wise considering scripture that these two would have begin to be discipled by yes. some people to, to yes. grow in the faith before even before they had a relationship with, you know, uh, another person that, man, you're just coming into the faith. Mm-hmm. There should be some growth that's yep. taking place. You know, he mentioned not having a job and this, like, oh, there's some things that happen wow. before you, you know, you get married. Like there's some, yeah. some, some building blocks 
And so it seems like there was a lack of discipleship. Now, yes. as far yes. as this mature Christian, maybe they missed the mark on providing that. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that them, you know, getting divorced is solely is his fault. But I would say that there should have been some more discipleship and preparation on the yes. front end of this of these two people before they even got into like relationships with 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 people, you mm-hmm. know. And I think that happens a lot. You know, yeah. people are not being discipled, and so they they jump off into relationships or different things, and it's like, man, they're still trying to get to know God, you know, and right. then all of a sudden oh, they're distracted man. because of an, another person. And, yep. you know, so I, I would say that now there, the, the, the uh, responsibility of the mature Christian, I would say would be to, to, to be concerned about the growth of these people and, yeah. and trying to uh, nurture that. But yeah. as far as, you know, the outcome of what happened, mm-hmm. y- you know what I'm saying? I don't know if I'll say that that's yeah because because fault. those two people who entered into a covenant together have to bear the responsibility of their own decisions yeah. and and so you there could be an influence you know but you ultimately the decision lies with them it was a decision that they made i would also question where was the older woman who was supposed to be teaching and training the younger woman. Yeah, now sometimes yeah. you know we can only do so much right. but i would imagine in a situation like this Best case scenario for me, I'm trying to envision this, Stacey, but best case scenario for me is that there would have been an older woman there to say to this young woman, hold on, sister, you are not ready for this. Hold mm-hmm. on. You are you are not ready for this. The, yeah. the Lord wants to do a work in your life. And, right. and we can also and, and we know this when we right, walk with right. people, we know that they need to they need to focus yeah. on the Lord. Like, yeah. you know, we. We can't be so quick to feel like it's time we got to marry people off. Right, like, right, you know what I mean? And, and Laura Petherbridge talked about this a little bit, kind of touched on it at the conference that you don't make marriage an idol mm. where it's like, that's you got it. That's your aim. You got it. You got to No, we, we want people to grow in their knowledge of the Lord when, when they when they accept Christ. We want them to be discipled and grow, not feeling like they're waiting for the man to complete them or that they're waiting for the woman to complete them. This is a false um, movie romantic that is offered to people. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and it's in, you know, it's, it's very hurtful. So anyway, yeah. I, but I do, I, you know, Romans 14 is, is, is worth reading and investigating because it does talk about what we are allowed to do and our mm-hmm. conscience and all of that, but making sure that we don't cause other people to stumble mm-hmm. because of the liberties and the freedoms that we have in Christ. I'm just not sure it would make this older believer responsible that's yeah. that's what i would say i agree with with willie great all right where do we go next all right let's go to thelma in north carolina hi thelma hi hello thank you for taking my call mm-hmm. sure this is concerning um previous conversation you were having about women in the church teaching and preaching mm-hmm. and in jeremiah 31 <clears throat> 22 it reads how long wilt thou go about, O thy backsliding daughter? For the Lord hath created a new thing in the earth. A woman shall compass a man. And the definition of compass is lead. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's what's the reference again? Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 31. 31, 22. 22. Mm-hmm. Now, is this passage concerning yes. judgment? I, I think it's to... judgment. Um, it's It's interesting. You know, um, wow. Okay, so we're <laughs> so the, so the so the Lord is telling is Israel to return, 
All right. Like to, to the, the Lord is always, you know, calling us back to him. And part of the rebellion, as you can see repeatedly throughout scripture, is that, you know, the Lord allows Israel to kind of experience what it's like to come from under his protection. Right. And, okay. and so this so is another saying. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You go ahead. I was going to say, so it is not saying that, um, I mean, I took it literally that God is speaking and he says, for the Lord hath created a new thing in the earth, mm-hmm. a woman shall compass a man, mm-hmm. a man. Yeah. So what I would, what I would say um, is I would go and read it in context. I would, I would start at the beginning if you can of Jeremiah and read it through. If not, I would. Okay. And then I would certainly, okay. Yeah. I would certainly start at chapter 31 and understand what it is that the Lord is saying through the prophet. And it appears, um, that, you know, the Lord is making a point. The the Lord is making a point there. Um, yeah. And, 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 and let me, let me say something too. We, we, all of the word of God is profitable for rebuke, for correction, for training in godliness and righteousness, right? When you look at the establishment of the church, we have our sort of establishing documents that we refer to for mm-hmm. how the church is to be governed. Um, we have Paul's letters. We, we have Peter's letters. Uh, we have our letter from Jude. We have our letter from James. Um, we have our letter from the Hebrew writer. Um, we have, you know, so we, we have these documents, if you will, that provide governing doctrine for the church. Mm-hmm. And it appears to me that those documents are pretty clear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And I would say that you have to interpret the scripture in light of scripture. So if you pull out this text. But there are so many others, you know, that we can refer to, like in Timothy and Titus and different places, you know, and even in Genesis with, of the order of things. But we, if we pull out this one scripture and say, but see, it's this, this right here shows this. Well, what about in light of the, the other scriptures? And also when you look at the book of Jeremiah, man, this whole book, because I've been reading it as well, it's an indictment on Judah <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and the people of God as far as, you know, them being hard-headed and not listening and then being brought into captivity. So I would say that we have to interpret, interpret Scripture in light of Scripture, yeah. you know, cause the, and, and, and not pull out, you know, this one or that one and say this proves uh, my point. But what about the whole of from even Genesis all the way to the New Testament? We see what the order is. And if it's this it's some new thing, we need to look at this in the, in the context as well and say, well, why was God saying this? And, you know, there was a lot of talk of judgment. Yeah. In Jeremiah. So, Man, you know, I know I know we have a couple other calls. Let me let me just say this, though. And, and we may not get to the rest of the calls because I just let me just make this point without feeling like I need to rush through it. Often when there are parameters put in place by the word of God, there was a very strong temptation on our part to sort of find appealing that one prohibition. It's like, that's the thing that's like, well, why, why can't? And, and what, you know, and we see this from the beginning, 
right? We see this from the beginning. So here you have God creates Adam and then from him, he, he creates Eve. She is to be a helper to him. This is not a downgrade. This not is not all. a downgrade at all. In fact, that same word that's used to describe her as helper is used to describe God in the Old Testament, Isaiah. It's not, this word is not the woman, go get my shoes. Mm-hmm. She is supposed to come alongside her husband and because of that proximity, give aid to him. This is an incredible role. God didn't just, when, when, when he says that woman is the glory of man, he didn't just like get to the woman and like, ah, you know what? I mean, give me a rib and we'll put some, you know, tissues <laughs> on it. And then, man, he did something incredible. The role of women is not an afterthought to God. It's not a downgrade. God is not trying to stifle your leadership. He's given parameters for how that leadership is to function. God puts women in roles where they are leaders, mm-hmm. but they do not lead their husbands. And biblically, we don't see them leading churches. Yeah. All right. We're out of time until Monday. Lord willing. God bless.